it just said it literally just said recording in progress yeah. man we're yeah. we're being watched <laughs> we are <laughs> they're looking out for us they're looking out at us that's for sure Hi, Tony. You're in bed. Look at you. You're. I never <laughs> thought I'd get to see this. This is adorable. I've been in a terrible accident. <laughs> I, it looks just, like I'm in a hospital bed right now. I'm imagining that your feet are hanging off the edge, the end of the bed. <laughs> they literally do. They literally. <laughs> of course they I are. I swear to God. Hold on. Hold on. There you go. Yeah, they're hanging right off the side. There's just not big enough for me. <laughs> no bed is big enough for me. Hey, my friend, the cat is back. Uh, we're not even talking about anything spooky. No. Well, you're in bed right now, which is a little creepy. <laughs> that is creepy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special and weird rated P for Paranormal. Yeah. Uh, I'm Maddie Blake, Dr. Anthony Arkin. Hello. This is all my fault. I'm on the road. I can't. And what sucks is I have so much good content. This podcast could have been just us talking about my situation and what I've been going through. I've been telling you a little bit of, off about it off the air. Right. Uh, but because of what I'm working on, I can't say anything yet until it's all out and out there. Okay. Maddie's on the road. And um, we've had a little bit of a little hiatus. We didn't think we were going to take a hiatus, but we're, we're taking a little bit of like a, a couple of days. That's we're a little well. Late. We missed this week because of me, all because of me and my schedule. I'm actually, I'm all right. I'm just gonna fess up. I'm at a Best Western in Brooklyn, right near your apartment. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And well, let's um, get this party started. I'm tracking your movements, and I just want to see how dedicated you were to this podcast. Not as dedicated as you, clearly. <laughs> I'm in my apartment. The normal way we do this podcast with our fancy mics and our fancy studios on a fancy uh, podcasting recording app is uh, did not work because of my stupid hotel Wi-Fi. So we're doing this via a uh, Zoom call, which is why it's going to sound terrible. And uh, but we wanted to put something out because we didn't put anything out this week, and that's just wrong. We we uh, we missed each other, and we needed to talk. We needed to have some kind of proof that um, we were both on the case. Stuff is going <laughs> on. I mean, we, this has been a big week for, for us not to have actually been doing the show. So we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about next week. I see that everyone's talking about this, you know, the government report we keep talking about. But, like, now they're literally saying what the report's going to say, but the report's not out yet. That I don't understand. So they go, like, new government report will say that there's, there's definitely, you know, uh, they won't admit there's aliens, but they won't say that they're not aliens either. I'm like, why not just release the report? If the New York Times stuff's already saying what the report's going to say, why don't we just release it? Um, because this is the way it's always been, and it's the way it will always be with UFOs, I am convinced now. Yeah. It's the same. It, this is the Condon report all over again. Look, I, I, I think mm. we're going to get into this a lot later. I just I just read um, the Heineck UFO report, um, Heineck's book about Blue, about Project Blue Book. I'd never read it before. And oh, wow. I, rec I recommend checking it out right at this is a really good time to read that book. And 
Everything mm-hmm. seems this right on schedule, right on cue for how they've always dealt with it. Obfuscation. I think that they're saying they're being very, they're being very careful about how they're phrasing things and choosing their words. Their language has been very interesting. The media reports are using similar phraseology now, and um, I've heard both this quote from uh, from Elon Musk and from the head of NASA. Uh, they were asked. Um, do you think there's alien intelligence trying to contact us or if there's alien intelligence out there? And um, they both said this. Well, I think I'd know. <laughs> like, they say, is- no, no, I think I'd know. And first of all, it's an incredibly weird, arrogant way to phrase it. But it's also not denying. It's 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 not saying no. <laughs> so, right listen to how they're putting stuff yes there there was another really incredible quote from a guy at the pentagon during a press conference it was a pentagon spokesperson it was it was 24 hours ago just about and i don't know if this will work but i'm just going to try and play this because it's a like a 30 second clip or so let's see if this if this works, this is unbelievable. Okay, you ready? I just saw this in my feed. Let's see if this works. Uh, there's no way that I can like sugarcoat this. The, I was talking to a gentleman about the UAP report, and he contends the Pentagon has alien bodies and crafts. So I just wanted to run this past you. Is this does DOD have these things, and if so, where? All right, Jeff. The, um, the UAP. Uh, task force is really designed to uh, to take a look at these uh, unexplained aerial phenomena, try to help us uh, uh, get a better understanding of them. Again, I'm not going to get ahead of the uh, of the report that uh, the DNI will submit that we are helping, obviously, and providing I- input to. Um, and uh, I think I'll just I'll just leave it at that, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, dude, he totally malfunctioned. It's incredible. It's fantastic. You know, the purpose of this report is to, uh, 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 yeah, of course. And there's the weird phenomenon of like, (laughs) they do it in politics. They do it in sports. So like when, a when, a like, for example, Corey Hemplow, when a, um, a politician is going to give a speech, like state of the union or whatever it is, the reporters literally have the speech and they're going tonight. He's going to say this and then he'll say this and then he'll end with a boom with this. And I'm like, why are we reporting on what we haven't seen? You know? Yeah. And it's kind of like that. Like they're telling us what this unreleased report is going to say. Cause they leak it ahead of time, I guess. And I'm I like, guess. why do we have to go? Through that? Why do we have to go through that? Why do you make us go through that? Just freaking release the report. Because there's, I think that I, I would guarantee you that with this comes a, uh, you know, a document that mandates how dust in the media be used. And, and, in, and in order to get the scoops that they, that they want to give to you, that you have to play by the rules. Yes. I would imagine. Uh, nobody can see this, but you're in your normal studio. Like, like we said, I'm laying on a pillow. Uh, in my hotel bed, in my hotel room, it literally looks like you should be feeding me ice chips and that I was involved in some sort of horrible motor vehicle accident. You look like you're laid up for real. Um, or like you recovered from a night of rocking out on the tour bus. Well, those days are over. The camera like makes my cheeks all just 
puffy. I, I literally look, I look like. <laughs> you look a little sick right now. You look like you're under the weather. <laughs> um, so where we left off last, well, last week, really last week, um, was we were going to do the, we did the film Stargate, and then we were going to do the film Lift about a haunted elevator. And um, we, I still haven't been able to because of my work duties here out in the field, which I can't wait to tell everyone about, and I will soon. Uh, I haven't been able to watch the film yet, so we will release that very soon, like next week. Uh, today is Saturday. Yeah, we'll probably release it what Sunday, Tony? I guess. Um. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know. Are, we haven't even thought about how you're going to get this to me. <laughs> We have some oh, technical God. things to work out, but I think it's safe to say that we'll be able to uh, have some kind of uh, entertainment uh, for you this coming week regarding that film, The Lift. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. When do you get back home, Maddie? You're not home for a while. Four, I'm gone four weeks. Well, yeah. three now. Three more weeks. I'm so home. we have to figure out some way of, you know, yeah. of this is doing the, the protocols, the uh, post-production protocols. This tyranny cannot stand, man. I got a beverage here. Hey. <laughs> Do you know that? Um, oh, oh, I wanted to shout out Superfan Kerrig who made a list of. Oh, yeah. That's um, something we could talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about this. He did two things. And uh, I encourage more fan interaction. I know you're out there. Our numbers are continuing to grow. But um, we've got these fans like Kerrig who really reach out a lot. And um, Kerrig actually did two things. He made a chart tony he's gone back and listened to all our episodes and he has literally made like a document on how we voted on each film and it is quite surprising. heavily redacted it's a ridiculous document <laughs> um and i was surprised by how much we agree Oftentimes, I feel like we always disagree, like in, in my mind, but no, no. Well, we disagree and then I acquiesce and I just go, okay, I like it. Yeah. It goes yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. Just like my marriage. Um, <laughs> God, dude, this is, this is a few weeks on the road. This is not a, don't let this become a problem. I need you healthy and happy and engaged. The different Maddie on the road, Tony. Clearly. Clear. So as my friend Don Harvey, the actor said in the underrated Michael J. Fox film. Um, oh, crap. <laughs> it's so underrated that that I forgot what it is. It's Sean Penn. Casualties of War. Thank you. In the underrated Casualties of War. Hey, man, what happens in the field stays in the field, man. I like that. Isn't Don in that movie? He's the one who says that line. Quick anecdote. Uh, Don Harvey is a fantastic character actor. For those who don't know, as you're listening to this, you might want to Google him, IMDb him. You'll recognize him. He's one of yes. that guys, right? He's a that guy. Um, and he was also, a, a, he, I don't know if he still is, but a, at the time, a Buckwald client, which is who I was represented by too, and Anthony as well for a time. And, uh, I was, I, my friends and I always quoted that line, what happens in the field stays in the field. Um, you know, when we were in our twenties and sowing our wild oats and we had girlfriends and stuff, that was like kind of our catchphrase, right? 
And so <laughs> maybe if there had been a wild night or a dalliance, we would say, hey, man, what happens in the field stays in the field. So one day I'm sitting in a Buckwald waiting room and I look up and there's Don Harvey, the, the guy who delivered that line that I had been quoting for years and years with my friends. And I literally said to him, oh, my God, my friends and I quote that line all the time for years. Oh, thanks, man. Well, Don Harvey and I ended up becoming friends over that. He, I went to, he came to Boston. I took him to a Red Sox game. I <laughs> heard that still... was an epic night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of us actually ran on the field. Oh, okay. And that did not stay on the field. Uh, but yeah, no, just a great guy. And uh, I'm still in contact with him to this day. And it's a good movie, Casualties of War. Uh, it's a disturbing movie because I think it's based on a real event that happened in vietnam but um don harvey's awesome in it just so great in it. yeah yeah it's uh it is an it's a, it is an under uh watched movie under under loved mm -hmm. michael j fox's finest um, moment probably sean probably Penn. is well i mean you know back to the future is pretty good but yeah it is sean penn yay though i walk to the valley of the shadow of death I shall fear no evil because I'm the meanest motherfucker in the valley. <laughs> I don't know how I know lines from that movie. I haven't seen it I don't since either. high school. I don't either. But it's something to see you laying in bed like that and screaming out those lines. I wish you could see this at home, folks. It's really too bad. There's a businessman sleeping right next to me, probably yeah. in the next room with paper thin walls. Yeah. And I'm yelling out Sean Penn Vietnam veteran quotes. Yeah. Yeah, you're just—it's like a Hunter Thompson novel. You're just proving that to him that the world is a far weirder place than he ever dreamed of. You're ruining his night because he's like, "Oh my God, the world is so much weirder than I knew." People who go to cheap hotels like this and get on the third floor and just decide to run and bang things at two in the morning—those people are awesome. You have you have some friends like that up there. At the, oh, the, right above. What at the Crestwood Inn and Suites? Where are you? What at the? Uh, they run wild at about 2 a.m. It's good times. We were um, talking about well, Keurig's. Uh, yes. Keurig had a thing. And we don't, I mean, that was, we do appreciate this, Keurig. You know, we, we, we don't plan to agree. And that's weird that the math seems to filter into the idea that we agree. And I, I resist this. And I feel like we have to. I th thank you, Keurig, because I think we need this. Uh, we need to do some recalibration. Well, so I was going to read the whole list, but of course, this is a technical disaster. Nothing's opening. But he, he brought up a great point that I want to incorporate into next week's episode. I'm going to give everyone an assignment. Okay. Speaking of more P4P fan interaction, everyone has an assignment. Okay. So Kerry said that he watched uh, the film that we reviewed last week, Stargate, and if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But we pretty much agreed that uh, it had a lot of problems <laughs> and we did not pass it. And Kerry sent a very interesting message. And he said, I watched Stargate and it's a movie that he likes. He, he enjoyed watching it. And then when we reviewed it so harshly, he goes, are we watching the same movie? Like, I really enjoyed it. So he rewatched it. And you know what he said? And I think this is a really great point and kind of a brilliant thing to talk about. He said, as I rewatched it, I realized that everything you guys said was right and that it has a lot of problems and that, in fact, it does, quote unquote, 
you know, suck. It's a quote unquote terrible movie. And he goes, and I still love it. Uh, good for you, Karen. That's great. Right. And yeah. so I think we should all come back here next week when we release our actual or uh, more of an episode. We actually review Lyft. I want I want to hear from our audience and Tony, you and I should, too. We should have a movie that we know that people hate or that is widely regarded as a bad movie, quote unquote, but that we think we know that and we love it anyway. I, I already have the list, so I'm ready to go for perfect. that episode. I know perfect. exactly what I'm saying. Okay, perfect. I have three. Uh, it's not just one. I thought. I think. Okay, the I'll idea come up was with three. three. Yeah, I'll come up with three. Did you? Is it paranormal or just general? Um, two of the three touch on touch on paranormal in a way. Um, okay. They're but they're not technically paranormal movies. No. Okay. I, I, right. I, maybe they should have been, but but they're I, that that's a no. tougher one. Let us know your movie or three movies. It could be one or three or two that you love, even though you know that the movie sucks. Basically, I think that's a great topic. I think it is um, great because yeah. you know because everything sucks and that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you can. That's right. Uh, so yeah, so that's fun. But, I have another, another, a fourth title that represents another conversation, which uh, I'll say kind of has to do with like um, a movie that you feel not only is a movie that you feel is is underrated, even if it's even if it's well liked, that it's not even it's not liked enough. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. That people are missing the boat on something that maybe, in your opinion, like actually. A work of genius, but nobody quite loves it. it that way. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. I was just in a text chain with friends, and if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you do very similar things with your friends because you're listening to this podcast. It means you're into this type of thing. My friend said, "Quick, everybody on this text chain, you don't think about it too long. Give me a perfect movie. In your opinion, a perfect movie. What would awesome. you text me? What?" Jaws. Perfect. Great. Great answer. It is. I think it's a perfect movie. Do you know what I said? What? School of Rock. With Jack Black. Okay. I think okay. I think that's a perfect movie, like for what it is. It's so it's about joy and the music's great. He's unbelievable. Joan Cusack's hilarious. Like there's nothing wrong with that movie. And every time I watch it, I'm just just filled with bliss and joy wow. and okay yeah yeah I, I i've seen it once i haven't seen it in a while oh, and i like revisit that. So it. i'll revisit it i'll revisit it's it. it's 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 you know are it's you not saying too... that school of rock is like somehow on the same level as jaws right now is that what you're doing because i'm gonna have a problem with that listen i'm only equating it with jaws in that in in this way Insofar as, but for what it is, it's perfect. For a you know, for a middle uh, of the road. It, whoa, whoa. You whoa. know, for a middle of the road comedy, it is it is you're, perfection. You're only talking like this because you know I'm like two thousand miles away. From exactly. You. Yeah, I wouldn't say this if you were in Rhode Island. That's right, because you know I get my car. <laughs> <home. laughs> well. We're a middle of the road podcast, so I should love middle of the road movies. It's, it's a yacht rock kind of chilled out. 
kind of affair. Don't you dare talk smack about Yacht Rock. I would never. I love Yacht Rock. I'm not being, I'm completely without irony. <laughs> okay. Well, wouldn't you say Yacht Rock's a perfect Pandora station? I've, I've, isn't it? It must be. Well, that's then that that's what I'm saying. I think it's, it should be a superstore. It's not trying to be Mozart. It's just for what it is. It's it just perfect. happens to be as good. All right. So we've given you a lot of homework to do. You yeah. have to do two things for our next episode. You have to watch the film Lift, or the which Lift. Is about a <laughs> yeah, it's it, now there are <laughs> different movies called Lift, the Lift. What make sure that we're watching the movie from I think it's 1983, but it's it's a it, it's a Dutch movie, so it will oh, be God. it will be badly ADR'd. It will be bad dubbing. Yes. Yes. Now, ordinarily, yes. I'm I'm dead set against that. I don't really yeah. approve of that. But I have really never come across uh, a a film dubbed with quite so much uh, aplomb. It's really quite something. So, um, you know, I would rec I really recommend you muscle through if you're a little worried about it being a foreign movie and a dubbed movie. And what am I getting into? Just 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 go for it. Get on that elevator and hit door close, baby. That's right, man. So make sure you're watching the Dutch. It's The Lift. Is the that Lift. Correct? The Lift from the 80s, a Dutch movie. Directed by Dick Moss. <laughs> of course, means more dick in Spanish. Oh, no, no, no. Is that true? His name is, is Dick his Moss. Name is dick Moss. Yes, he's Dutch. Do you know there's a race car driver named Dick Trickle? I did. Yeah. Well, wait, wasn't, uh, isn't, didn't your, didn't your dad do a movie with him? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you bring up his sordid past? I did a commercial with a NASCAR guy named, uh, what was his name? Uh, wicked famous. He, he, he became an announcer, not, not Earnhardt. Um, I don't know NASCAR that well. Oh God. Oh, great, great story, Maddie. You anyway, could've... <laughs> you could have made up a crazy name. Nobody would have known. Nobody would have known. He drove me in a NASCAR truck, and then and then we went to an abandoned car as part of the commercial, an abandoned track as part of the commercial into a NASCAR, and I went 190 miles per hour in the passenger seat with this guy driving. Oh no! Yeah, quick quick anecdote since I'm on fire tonight. Uh, at the end of this commercial, oh, Daryl Waltrip. His name was Daryl Waltrip. And so it was a uh, series of commercials they were doing. This is during my New York years, Tony, during our lunch years, our salad days. Ah, uh, yeah. The Algonquin days. I don't know why I'm telling stories tonight. But anyway, I did this commercial for Toyota and NASCAR. It was a tie-in. Well, it ends with this car going down a ramp and jumping like the length of a football field and turning over, going through a big ring of fire and then landing on boxes. It's a huge stunt. They did it in the middle of the night in Nashville, outside of Nashville in Tennessee. And they so really I did the stunt. It's not a, an effect. They really did the stunt. So me and him are in the car driving all fast, crazy. Then we stopped it. They put in the stunt guys and they did it, but they did the stunt in the middle of the night on the abandoned stretch of highway. So they asked, do you want to come watch it? I said, damn right. I do. So on my day off, woke up at midnight basically or went to the set at midnight and they did it at like three or 4 a.m but here's the great part of the story the guy who did the driving this is how crazy stuntmen are he had just 
really mangled his knee in another stunt. So they come out of the trailer and they start walking to the thing. And I see the guy with the knee brace. I see this little team of, of stuntmen. And I go, oh, he must be like the stunt coordinator. No, no, no. The guy with the freshly zipper scarred knee brace on climbs in the car. And as he's about to get in the car, he rips that last big suck of his mouth, dart cigarette, tosses it, pukes right on the side of the street, gets in the car and does the stunt. <laughs> oh my God. And I go, what, what did I just watch? What did I just see? Like I couldn't make myself understand what human beings. <laughs> and apparently they, were, they had been like partying all night the night before. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, I was, God. I was just. The, yeah. They're rare breed of people. Those, those stunt performers, man, they are not kidding around. Mm. I've seen some some stunts done on set in my day and um it's always an incredible time on the set like everybody everybody gets very kind of introspective and it's very quiet you can feel death lurking everybody's like very aware mm -hmm. um and uh yeah my my dad had a had a stunt guy that worked with him a lot like over the years he he learned how to run like my dad which was apparently very hard to do because my dad has a very weird particular no way and so this guy somehow like really worked on getting his movements down and just became his his go-to stunt double for like all the 70s and early 80s yeah this guy was amazing and he um he really got hurt bad like he i think he may have ended his career uh, or doing certain kinds of stunts doing a stunt for my dad in a, in a tv movie where he had to jump from a um it's based on a true story about a guy who defected from Russia off of a Russian um, like cargo ship onto a uh, onto a like a um, Coast Guard boat, like off the coast of New England. The guy did the stunt. I mean, this was before they. This was in the late seventies, so there wasn't like a lot of fancy ways to do this. There was basically like just jump off the boat onto a smaller boat, and there was a lot of heavy chop that day. And my dad remembers his stunt guy out there on the boat for like two hours, just alone watching, watching the uh, the cruiser he was supposed to jump onto, which was like twenty feet, fifteen feet below his deck. And he was out there for ha like two hours. And my dad came by and he was like, "Hey, uh, I think his name was was Whitey." He said, "Hey, Whitey, what's um, what's going on, man?" He goes, "Uh, you okay?" And he's like, "No." My dad's like, "What's the problem?" He goes there's no pattern to the waves at all. Like there's just simply oh, no just trying to get the gig. I can gauge how to, when to jump off this boat. Like I just can't friggin' figure it out. Wow. And he did it. And he, in that take, he landed on his hip on a brass railing and broke his hip and pretty much like wasn't doing any more jumps after that. Kept it in the movie. That's very, I, I, you know what that reminds me of the plot of um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, all that right? stuff. Yeah, it was very well portrayed in that movie. Those guys were very much like that, you know. Tough wow. people, women too. I mean, it wasn't just guys. Everybody in that business is just, a, 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 you know, an incredibly tough person. <laughs> the pressure too to do those stunts, not just to do the stunt, but then also to do it on on a schedule with a movie crew watching you and having all that. Stuff, right. You know? You can't back down at that point. No, or show any fear. Like you can't. Right. 
You know, that guy it's could like, throw up because he was drunk, but he couldn't throw up because he was afraid. <laughs> like, it might have been one of the other guys that puked. I hope I don't get him in trouble <laughs> wherever he is. If he, he should be proud of that story. If he didn't, he should pretend that he did because that's the funniest thing I ever heard. I'm like, what do you do? He, he, and then he had to like literally like splay his when he got into the NASCAR to do the jump. He had, you know, he had to get it up to speed and up the ramp and flip it and all this. He, I remember one of the things they had to do was like he had, they had to like kind of readjust seats. He had to splay his his cast leg, his braced leg over to the side because he had just had freaking knee surgery. He had to hang it out the door of the car while they were basically yes. Yeah. So I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I saw him later. Uh, I was going to see. Oh my god, we have to do this movie because it's. Oh, I'm going to put it on my underrated list. I'm going to hold on to the story because I'm going to put it on my underrated list. It's a oh, paranormal okay. movie, too. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to say it. It's Cowboys and Aliens. I think it's underrated. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes. I think it's underrated. Is it rated at all is the question. See? See? You're a prime example of, of, the, of the, the... I think it was just misproperly titled. I think that as the debut, the debut performance of Daniel Craig's ass, it was a fine <laughs> film. Notable as his debut for ass work. I like that movie, and I want you to, I want you to stop the madness. I, I can't. Lie. No, here's where Craig is going to be happy because <laughs> this is if we're parting ways on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why are you What's killing it? everything I love? You hate this, School of Rock. You hate Cowboys. I don't hate and School of Rock. I was just. Why don't you just do a podcast with someone else? It says the guy that just disappears. <laughs> Dude, if I I can't wait to I'd tell like to story. do a podcast with anybody at this point. <laughs> well, all right, okay. So let's 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 get it together here. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, Jesus, look at me. Um, take a screen. Hold on. I'm going to take a screen grab of this because people need to see how I look like I was just in a, in a vehicular accident. Oh, my God. All right. That's a great picture. All right. This is actually the most fun I've ever had doing an episode. My voice is shot. I'm sunburned. You're sunburned. Was, exactly. You, you just... Attacked by two snakes today. Basically. Jesus, I can't man. talk about it. I can't talk about it. And it looks like you may have eaten too much. Are you feeling okay? Do you have indigestion? <laughs> the, 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 the camera makes my face look all bloated. I do. I look like I was in. No, I, it looks like I'm post. Looks like I'm post-op for gallbladder surgery. Or like after Thanksgiving dinner, just something. Like you've just like, ah. Uh, it's so flattering when the camera's beneath your lips like that. That's good. Okay. There yeah, you go. Another screen grab. There you go. Oh, these are great. <laughs> these are great. Um, all right. So listen, everybody calm down. <laughs> it's going to be you okay. You have some homework to do. You have to watch The Lift. The Lift. And then you have to come up with your films that you know suck but you still love them anyway and that'll be our next episode how do you let us know you get our social media at rated paranormal or leave us a voicemail message you go to our main page anchor.fm 
slash rated paranormal. That's anchor.fm slash rated paranormal. Click the button, leave message, and leave us a message. Defend your movie. Come on, let's hear from you. There's a movie that you love that you think every, that you know everyone else thinks suck. Defend it. Let's hear from you. You know, Tony and I love hearing from you. Hello, Tony and Matty. This is Peter Stray here. And it's so easy to leave us a voicemail. I love your show so much. All you got to do is go to our homepage, anchor.fm slash rated paranormal. Hey guys, I really like your podcast. Simply click the message button. I hope that that's a suggestion you'll consider. And just tell us what you think. Love what you guys are doing. I'm doing it right now. Isn't that meta? Anchor.fm slash rated paranormal. Chapstick more cocaine on set is what i'm saying now i'm gonna go <laughs> put my iv in go take some alka seltzer and relent and you know maybe walk around the hotel for a few minutes just like i'm worried about you man <laughs> you know what being on the road does to a person i do i well know look i i recognize the signs you look exactly like i, I think i look when I, after i've been through it yeah it's it's brutally hard days on when, the road like that when you did that broadway play and saw the ghost in the hallway this is exactly what you look like that night in bed well how i look in bed is none of your business but you're probably right <laughs> Except there's no dead showgirl next to me like there was in your bed. <laughs> Come on. That was thrown out of court. I paid good money to see that one go away. That's not coming back. <laughs> Whatever happened to your dad's stunt guy, Whitey? Now I want to know. Um, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I was a young chap and didn't have his mm. phone number and didn't keep up with him. <laughs> we didn't go drinking, Whitey and me. But um, I believe uh, he uh, retired soon after. I think he could do other work like draw like car stunts and stuff but i just don't think got it could do like stop jumping off stunts stuff. anymore yeah yeah um, wow um, i don't even know if he's still alive and it, i don't even know if his name is whitey i'm fairly certain the story happened though let's just keep it whitey that's a great name for a stunt guy from the 70s there was a whitey who was a stunt guy back then i don't remember if he was if i'm conflating him with my dad's uh, stunt guy got it or not, but yeah. got it nothing worked we haven't watched the movie what you have it's a disaster but still wildly entertaining and Wicked. i'm sure Kurig will have some uh some things to say we'd love to hear what you think about this roving episode like the our first field episode <laughs> well that's it it was supposed to be a five minute uh <laughs> this is our stairway to heaven this episode right here yes um all right enjoy your evening sir it looks like you're off to a great start and um, I can't wait till next week. All right. Good night, everyone. You've got your work to do. We'll see you here next week with our, with our review of The Lift. <laughs> I don't even drink. I am slap oh, happy. Sure. I shut it down. I shut it down. The camera does this to people. What's happening to me right now is what it does to people, just so you know. If you've ever, ever, ever wondered what it's like to do what Tony and I do for a living... Just study this game film, mm -hmm. and it's, you'll never go into acting or hosting or anything. It's a dark road. Just look. At Tony him. used to have Good. Tony used to have long, flowing black hair. I did. I did. I had look flowing black hair. I had I had no circles under my eyes that weren't painted there. I it, it, yeah, yeah. Now I just look like I have corpse paint on. Uh, It'll be incredible. Let's do a movie 
let's do a film. You play your father. I'll play Whitey. Um, okay. Yeah. And we'll call it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. You you have made a terrible case for giving up drinking. You, I don't believe you now at all. I think you're drunk as hell. I'd love to know what you were drinking at the Arby's or wherever you pulled into for the drive-thru in the van. Or did you eat at the rest at the restaurant of the hotel? I'm really curious. Did you have did you have meatloaf in Texas or did you do like fish because you wanted to be healthy and now are paying the price? I don't know. Something happened for at dinner that was totally paranormal. I want to hear about that. Do you know when I was working on this specific uh, thing that I'm doing, the entire hotel restaurant that I ate at every day got shut down because every single employee got COVID <laughs> and they so served nice. me the entire week, three times a day. Basically I went there for breakfast. I went oh. there for lunch most days and for dinner every night and the whole facility got COVID and I did not get COVID. You know um, why Tony? Cause I'm an iron man. You are, you are an iron man who's just somewhat lactose intolerant. That's all. I'm wicked lactose intolerant. <laughs> Do you, can you ship me some ammonium AD? I didn't think you were going to have to do so much editing on this show, but apparently... Oh, there be, there won't be one edit in this episode. I can promise you that. You're not going to stay up late tweaking this after I send it to you? <laughs> I'm okay. already tweaking. I'm tweaking. You are. Why would I, why would I tweak yeah. the episode? No drinking, just meth. That's what I look like, a meth addict. A little bit. If you, were, if you had a couple fewer teeth, it would be an exact duplication. Actually, this this shot of me is like all teeth. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I will, uh, I'll, uh, you know, send you this file and then we'll, uh, you know, have a laugh over this one. This vile file. <laughs> this is the worst thing we've ever done. And I love it. <clears throat> Actually. Okay. Pull it together. Right. Yes. I'm so glad we did this. This is the most fun I've had in a month. Oh, it's going to be the end of our careers, but it was worth it. Have it a great night. Okay. Enjoy. Be safe. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, YouTuber. All right. YouTube. You, we'll, we'll do it all again soon. All right. All right. Be safe. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what do I do now? I don't know. Do I? I think. Oh, you stop just, video. Stop it. Stop it. All right. I, I should have Hold on. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Rated P for Paranormal. Please rate, review, and share. It really does make a difference. For more information, to participate, and even donate, go to our main page, anchor.fm slash Rated Paranormal. On social media, we're at Rated Paranormal. All music is by Andrew Goldens Jr. You can find him on Instagram at KidRiga or go to therocketscience.bandcamp.com. This podcast was created, written, produced, and edited by Maddie Blake and Anthony Arkin. In the underrated Michael J. Fox film, um, oh crap. <laughs> Daniel Craig's ass. <laughs> <laughs>